Have you ever set a goal and set a desired time frame and then felt a little bit of despair because you think it's not possible for this to happen within the time frame that I want it to happen? If you have ever experienced this, then this is the episode for you. I am going to be talking about the power of six months and the experiences that I've had with tremendous change repeatedly throughout my life in the course of just six months. You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. It is November 1st. I can't believe it is holiday season already. I am going to be putting up the Christmas tree today. And I feel like that is probably about as controversial as my love of candy corn. And I am just going to be unapologetic about both of those things. But today I want to talk, as we approach the end of the year, another year, I want to talk about the power of six months and our perception of time and how often we doubt that our dreams and our goals can be realized within a set amount of time. I do this a lot. I fall into the trap of thinking that things will take too long. I don't think that they're not worth it, right? I'm not concerned about, I'm not even going to bother trying because it's going to take too long. I actually just worry. There's a part of me that's like, "Mm, I don't know. I would really love for this to happen within six months, but I can't imagine how, right? I I can't imagine how this could possibly happen within six months, say. And then I start to think that like the belief of that is that six months is not enough time for a major transformation. And then I'm like, well, I should just lower my expectations. I just need to like want something that's less, give myself a longer runway, whatever the case is. But what I have found is that when I give myself a longer runway for things, oh, I want to do this in 12 months or two years or five years, it's so far away that I no longer feel connected to that version of myself and that person that I imagine myself to be in five years' time. Does anyone, res- like, does that resonate with you? I remember in job interviews when, I think this is the most asinine question, When an interviewer asks where I want to be in five years, I'm like, I don't know, Richard, where do you want to be in five years? Tell me, where do you see yourself in five years? Because I think for most people, especially when they're in a job situation, they don't know. We don't know where we're going to be in five years. And I just started telling the truth, which is if I approach my life with an open mind and I approach my career willing to take new opportunities, looking for new opportunities, then I can't tell you where I'm going to be in five years, but I can tell you that it's going to be someplace interesting. And that is the advice I've followed for myself for years. I started saying this. I think the first time I said this in an interview was in 2015. And the interviewer, who was a much older man, said, I'm confused. Are you someone who is charting your own course? Or are you a leaf that's like floating down a river being blown wherever the current takes you? And I just thought at the time, what a 
a strange black and white way of looking at this because I think you can do both. Like you can choose the river that you're going to hop into, right? Like this is the general course. And then I'm going to follow the currents where they take me. I'm not going to fight them. And I'm going to be open to change and opportunities as they present themselves. Okay, that was a tangent. But coming back to a six-month interval, as I sat down to prepare for this episode, I reflected on my life, especially over the last four years, and the massive changes that have happened. And almost all of them have happened at roughly six-month intervals, approximately. So I am now embracing this idea that six months is the perfect amount of time to see massive changes in your life because you can still envision six months from now, but it's also a long enough runway to actually do something. So I want to share with you a few of the things from my own story that have changed in six-month intervals to hopefully inspire you to see that as a possibility for your own life. So let's rewind the clock. It is February of 2020. I am in the process of separating from my ex. And I have moved into my own apartment in Tucson, Arizona. It's a one-bedroom place on the third floor right off of Swan and Camp Lowell on the east side of Swan, if you know Tucson. And I was also leaving the real estate business that I had been in at the time. So I was looking for new work. I'd signed on as a freelancer for a PR agency. And I had some money in the bank, but I didn't have a full-time job. And I was like, well, I don't really know what's going to happen here. But I signed a six-month lease because I expected that I was going to be going back home and that we were going to be getting back together. So I move into my apartment. It's, I guess this was actually March when I moved into the apartment. February was when I moved into my brother's spare bedroom in Phoenix. And then in March, I moved back to Tucson into this apartment that I rented for six months. I signed the lease on March 15th of 2020, which was also the day that everything shut down. So I'm in this place alone as COVID is starting. I think at this point I've been brought on full time. At this PR agency, I'd been freelancing for them for like a month and they brought me on full time. And I was making no money and I didn't know what was going to happen in my marriage. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm living in this apartment. And you know what I did in that apartment? I took the money I had and I invested it in making that place a place I wanted to be. I bought furniture. I put some art on the walls. Like I bought an area rug and I had never seen the point of an area rug before at any point in my life. But that was the first time that I actually started investing in my surroundings. And I'm so happy that I did because it was a tough six months and it would have been much more challenging if I lived in a place that made me feel even sadder and even more adrift. So I'm here. It's summer in Tucson. And I'm like, okay, well, we're obviously getting back together. My lease is going to end in October and I'll just move back into the house and I'll figure out what to do with all my furniture. Spoiler alert, that didn't happen. (laughs) We did not get back together. So I called my brother at the end of the summer, literally six months later. And I'm like, hey, I'm coming back. Can I move back in? So in a six month period of time, I've gone from living in a house that we'd owned for several years, renovating it, and moving into a one-bedroom apartment, I'd gone from owning a business to not owning a business, from making a decent amount of money to no money, 
and moving into my brother's spare bedroom in Phoenix. And I will one day tell you guys a story about an air mattress, but that's not for today. So October 2020, I'm living in Phoenix, and I was lost, and I didn't know which direction I was going. And I remember at this point in time, I signed up for a coaching program. And the first thing they asked us to do was to set an extraordinary goal, which is something that would change how we saw ourselves. And I was like, cool, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And I sat with that for a few days and I was like, this is the most boring goal I could possibly set for myself. I'd lost 10 pounds before. I gained 10 pounds and lost it and gained it and lost it. And there was nothing interesting or exciting about that. It wasn't going to change how I saw myself. So I changed my goal and I decided I'm going to write a best-selling novel. And then I set about writing a novel. I'd never written a piece of fiction in my life. And I wrote the first one in November of 2020. And I then wrote a second. By March of 2021, so what is that? October, November, December, January, February, March. Five months later, after I set that goal, I published my first novel. And if you had told me in March of 2020 that one year later I would have a published novel out in the world, I would have said you were insane. Like if they'd said, Jessica, in 12 months, you're going to be living at your brother's house and you're going to have just published a novel. I would have been like, you're on drugs. That is not going to happen. It's impossible. There's just no way. But it did. And then in August of 21, my divorce was finalized and I visited Salt Lake City for the first time. So I booked an Airbnb for three weeks, spent money I didn't really have, and I worked remotely out of Salt Lake for three weeks. And I was like, cool, this is where I want to move. And Salt Lake was more expensive than Phoenix. Keep in mind that I'm living at my brother's, so I didn't actually have to pay rent. And everything about Salt Lake was like, I have no idea how this is going to happen. But I set some goals. So in October of 2021, I wrote down three things for 22. I want to make six figures. I want to move to a new city. And I want to get a job that I don't hate. So we've gone from August and September. I visited Salt Lake City. In October, I wrote down those three things. In December, I got a job offer in Salt Lake. This was a job that just came to me. I did not seek it. I wasn't really trying to move to Salt Lake City at that point. I just wanted to, but I wasn't make, taking any action toward it apart from the visit. But this job came to me via a friend that I had made during that visit. Within six weeks of writing down those three things in October, making six figures, moving to a city, and getting a new job, all three of those things had manifested for me. And I moved to Salt Lake City in January of 2022. Let's think about this trajectory. August, I visit Salt Lake and decide, yes, I want to move here. Five months later, I'm living in Salt Lake. And I've talked about this before. When I was there in Salt Lake for that visit, I walked by this high-rise building that was under construction in downtown. It was called Liberty Sky. I walked by and I thought, huh, I would like to live there. I was living in a studio in January of 22. I rented a, an apartment for six months. It was 475 square feet. Six months later, I was moving into my high-rise in Liberty Sky. The other thing I want to say that happened from the time I started my job in January of 22 to June, five months, 
I got my first promotion and I got a pretty significant raise along with that promotion. I also published my third novel within six months, right? So there's just huge leaps during this period of time. And then I kind of hit cruise control. Life was pretty good. I was like, all right, there's been a lot of change. Every six months, something massive is happening. I just want to chill for a little bit. So I just focused on enjoying my life. I was just kind of living in this new reality I'd created for myself. And I wasn't trying to change anything. I just decided, here's where we're going to stay for a while. We're just going to recalibrate to this new normal and enjoy it. And then, of course, like life happens. In the spring of 2023, I started thinking, okay, I'm not sure that Salt Lake is long-term for me. I've been here for 18 months. Maybe this isn't really the move. And I started to think about, you know, where am I going to be at the end of 2023? And I started in my mind making plans to move, maybe back to Indiana, maybe back to Arizona. I wasn't sure. Chicago was on my list. And I just decided at that time, you know what? No, you have been on the move for years. You're going to sit still plant your feet here, bloom where you're planted. And I signed a 15-month lease. I have never signed a lease that's longer than 12 months. And on average, over the last 10 years, I have moved every fifth quarter. So to sign a 15-month lease was a really, really significant thing. So I signed that lease in April of 2023. By June, by the end of June, I was back in Phoenix, completely unexpectedly, completely. And it is now looking like, as I sit here and record this on November 1st, that I am going to spend the end of this year in Indiana, also completely unexpected. And the speed with which these things is happening blows my mind every single time. So when I say that six months is plenty of time for something interesting to happen, it's because when I reflect over the last four years of my life, I can see how much has changed within a matter of months with complete regularity. You just can't predict the way that things are going to unfold. You just can't. And you will spend a lot of time and a lot of mental energy trying to do that. But some things are going to take longer than you hope they will. And other things will happen with a speed that is going to blindside you. It will stun you, set you on your ass, and you'll be like, holy crap, how is this my life? How is this happening to me? So here are some ways that I have found have helped me speed up change and enjoy the ride when it feels like nothing is happening. Because here is one thing that I want you to remember. These things happen fast, but in between the happening, it feels very slow. It just seems like life. You're just living your day to day until this thing suddenly happens and a thing has changed. But in the in-between, it feels very slow. So here's what I've learned about both speeding up change and enjoying the ride. The number one thing that I have found to be truly transformative is working with a coach. And I can track the major changes in my life against when I invested in coaching. So in May of 2020, when I was living in that apartment in Tucson, I bought my first program. It was $500. It was like pre-recorded videos. I did the thing. And I still have practices from that program that I continue to do today. But I just started feeling a little bit better at that point in time. And remember, 
It was the height of COVID. The mountains in Tucson, Arizona were on fire. Like the Catalina mountain range was literally smoking and on fire at that point in time. I was out of a business that I had worked in and run for five years. I was separated but not divorced in this really weird limbo. And the fact that this program helped me feel any amount of good was a miracle, a miracle. So that was the first one. In October of 2020, I joined that woman's coaching membership. And that is when things really started to change for me because I realized, oh, I can actually do things. I can actually make things happen. I can take action that will encourage magical things to happen in my life. In November of 2021, I hired my first one-on-one coach. And I wanted to work with her to help me, number one, leave my job so I could write fiction full-time because that was what I thought I wanted to do. But in the course of working together, that job opportunity from Salt Lake came to me and we shifted our focus because I wanted that job. I was like, that seems like a thing I should do. This seems like an opportunity that the universe has presented to me that checks all of my boxes of things I just said I wanted. And working with her, I attribute the success I had in that role, number one, getting the job, number two, getting paid what I wanted to get paid, and number three, actually being able to show up as the person I wanted to be in that job once I had it is all down to working with that coach. And it was a lot of money that I didn't have. And I was terrified. But I'm, it has been one of the best investments in myself that I've ever made, a life-changing investment. And most recently, in September of 2023, I hired a different coach. And I hired her to help me navigate all of this dream turbulence as I'm embarking on the journey that I have always wanted to take. It's a massive life change. Quitting your job to work for yourself full-time is a massive life change. This type of change is exactly when I know I want someone in my corner. So hire a coach. That is going to help you speed up the change and enjoy the ride. The second thing that I did that has been monumental is that I changed what I followed on social media. I stopped following these stupid meme accounts that like are constantly reinforcing what a hot mess I was. Like I'm tired of looking at things that make jokes about how I'm drinking wine at three o'clock in the afternoon. And to be very clear, that's exactly who I was. I was the person, especially during COVID when I was living alone, I was buying boxes of wine. I was drinking every day and, you know, just kind of being a hot mess, a hot mess in my relationships, a hot mess in my habits. Like I was a little bit fat. That was a story I used to tell myself. Oh, I'm just a little bit fat. And I was following those types of accounts. And I just stopped. I was like, these aren't supporting the direction I want to go. I'm not listening to this crap anymore. I'm not consuming this crap anymore because crap is what it is, even if it's funny. The other thing I started to do was I noticed when old self-deprecating jokes started to make me feel uncomfortable. I was like, listen, this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to even make this as a joke anymore because it doesn't match how I see myself and it doesn't match where I'm going. And this connects to the next point, which is tell people what you want so that they can give it to you. My brother jokes with me a lot that I tend to get what I want. And he also makes fun of me because I will ask for what I want. 
And I'm like, look, man, how do you think this happens? I just assume when I'm going out into the world that things are available to me and that people want to give me what I want and I can just ask for it. And if they say no, that's okay, right? But asking is a huge thing. I see other people as the universe's FedEx delivery system, right? The opportunities that you want are going to come to you through other people. And so I'm constantly telling other people what I want to see in my life. And I like to listen for what other people want to, because if I can send it their way, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to be the FedEx for the people in my life if I can help in any way. So tell people what you're after. There's something really powerful about saying what you want. Another thing you can do is reflect on your own life and the changes that you've experienced and work things backward. How did this thing come to pass? What was the chain of events that led to it? And what was the timing of those things? And I think what you will find is that amazing things happen with more frequency than you might think right now, and that they happen in really unforeseen ways and at a speed that you have been discounting. And the last thing that I have found very useful in this journey of speeding up change and enjoying the ride is that I've stopped doing things. Specifically, if there is a method that I'm following to achieve something and it sucks and I don't like it, I have stopped doing those things and I'm doing it my way instead. When you can sustain effort over time without it feeling like an arduous effort and you can relax enough to enjoy your life at the same time, six months goes in a flash. And that is when really interesting things start to happen. If you want your life to actually look different in six months, but you want help striking this balance between working, working, working and relaxing enough, then I encourage you to book a free coaching consultation. There is a link in the show notes, or you can go to my website at jessicaell.com. And for some reason, every single time I turn on studio sound in Descript, it like cuts out when I actually give my web address. I don't know why, but also studio sound is great. So I'm just going to repeat that. My website is my name, Jessica L and ada.com, and then you'll be able to get there or just use the link in the show notes. Anyway, that is all for me this week, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and that interesting things come your way. Talk to you soon.